And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of them. Good evening and welcome to episode one, one, two, six of down to dark. You can find us on the athletic and anywhere else. Subscribe to your podcast. I'm Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. The joke's on you. It's the night. Taylor! Once there was this girl who <laughs> wouldn't go and change with the girls in the change room. But when <laughs> in the change room. In the change room. But when they, they finally made her, they, they found birthmarks all over her body. body. She couldn't quite explain it. It always just been there. Slam throw. And Jay. It is Jay. Coming to you live from the Elman's house. From the Elman's house. our Friday night pod. Friday night pod sponsored by beers. We, wa- we watched the uh, Thunder lose substantially. Yeah. <laughs> To the As, heat, and then watch about an hour of SmackDown. That's right. Yeah. We predicted the Thunder would lose pretty bad to the heat, even though Shea played. Shea was questionable today and did end up playing. He had some outstanding finishes. Even though the Thunder lose, like there's still some just plays that Shea does where you're just like, wow, like, I don't even know how he does it. Yeah, and then obviously I think the bigger story was Trey Mann's performance tonight. Yeah. Uh, what did he end up with? He hurt his ankle, so he ended up with like 20... I think he had 25 tonight. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Johnny Knoxmill and Sami Zayn. <laughs> Johnny Knoxmill. <laughs> Johnny Knoxmill and Sami Zayn. Would we be remiss? We'd be remiss. And now we're not. Is it we'd be remiss we or would remiss? Be re- we would be remiss. It's Johnny Smoxmill. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Moxmill yeah. and Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> it's no holds. No, it's not no holds. It's anything goes. Yeah, Trey Mann finished uh, 25 points, 5 of 11 from the three-point line, 10 of, tw- 10 of 19 overall. was just really uh, on fire in the first half especially. So Second quarter, he set the record for most points scored by a rookie in Thunder history in a quarter with 20 points. It's actually the most points scored by a rookie in a quarter, and he only scored 25 total, <laughs> total after that, but... Pretty cool that he sets sets a record there. Poku the had 15 rebounds. That is a career high for Poku. I also would think that out is of that those a double double, no. Yeah, 10 and 15. Yeah. Yay! 10 and, 15. And, and five. And then that's I think a du- that's a double double. How many of those rebounds were him missing his own shot and then getting it? And <laughs> did it, did back it feel like all of them? A few of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is what you would expect. From the Thunder in Miami, I'm, the Heat are just a not only a try-hard team all the time, which is why they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, but they just have talent. 
1 through 12, where the Thunder just – I mean, right now, legitimately, the Thunder have talent 1 through, one through 3, <laughs> you know? Who's the third? I would count Baisley as, like, the third because he's played well through this stretch. But even tonight, he wasn't spectacular. So there's just not – the no. Thunder just don't have the talent to compete with a team like Miami right now. And they're not trying to, right? So the Thunder Thunder have 12 games left in the season, or currently 20 and 50. Yeah. Uh, over under three wins to finish the season. Mm. I mean, the, the organization would love for it to be under. I'll take the under. They play the Magic, I think, thrice. Twice. Oh, really? Two times. They play the Pistons once. I mean, they're going to win probably more than that. They're going to... They're gonna I don't know, man. That's so. A quote from Mark about SGA, and a quote from SGA is that he's not he's questionable before the game, and they are hoping to get him some time off because he's not feeling a hundred percent. In Orlando on Sunday would be the perfect time mm-hmm. for Shea to sit, and if Shea sits. Where are they getting points? That game is unwatchable. It's going to be unwatchable. Uh, <laughs> it's maybe basically as, maybe, unwatchable. Maybe anyway. as much as the Pistons Magic game that happened on Thursday. Although it was Sadiq Bay had 50, 51 points. That's what scares you a little bit, is that the Magic, the Magic are the team that's allowed the most 50-point games this season. There was a moment that they were the best defensive rating after the All-Star. They were. I cited that. As many times as possible, just as just trying to put it out into the universe. So if it's if Shea does not play, leading scorer is going to be. I mean, it has to be Trey. Alexi Pokashevsky. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, and maybe Trey doesn't play either, because it's going to be yeah, Trey. Yeah, he had an X-ray on his ankle. Came back clean. Came back clean. No worries. He's had some ankle problems. Yep. And so he may sit. Just Shea, like Steph. Let's get Shea. Keep them similarities going. Let's Steph get, and Trey, ankle problems. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's how we get if the good you, deal on, on Trey. Yep. That's how we start the dynasty. Yep. We just got to hope that he doesn't have cankles. I haven't looked at his ankles. He definitely uh, does not. Well. Any other takeaways from the game tonight? Cuba Gooding Jr. was there. <laughs> he was. <laughs> My Cuba. Michael Cage called him Cuba. He did call him Cuba. Called him Cuba. I've, I've heard a lot of people <laughs> call him Cuba. You have. I don't know if it's Cuba or Cuba. It's Cuba. What if his name really <laughs> is Cuba this whole time and we just didn't know it? Have you ever had that so where someone calls you the wrong name and you never, never yes. correct them? Yeah. I, yes. I get yours, called I've Tyler all the time. Yes. What? Tyler all the time. I'd really? Be like, hey, this is Taylor. Like, hey, Tyler. All the time. Interesting. Tyler? Tyler. Tyler. Huh. You look like a Tyler. What if I F ha- you? I had one in in I had. You look like a gym. Alex and I, uh, Alex and I always got conf- people always confused the two of us in high school, especially like a lot of teachers that maybe didn't have us in class, but they would always call us Andrew, Alec. We'd always get confused. Alec, there was <laughs> there was a I was on like the state swim meet my senior year. The, yeah, the guy who was. Doing like the commentating of it, like the Michael Cage of the swimming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really high profile. There was somebody doing commentary? Yes, it was on TV. Really? Yeah. His name was John Brown. He was my he was my swim coach. So he knew who I was. Oh. And he called me Did he sell Luke. insurance? No. But he called me Luke. <laughs> Luke. He said, Here comes Luke. <laughs> like L Y U K E. Like just a Luke. Luke. So I say wow. my I say my full name like yeah, Jay Smith, and they're like Jason? I'm like Oh yeah, no, Jason. Jay. Smith, Jason, Jay Smith. Oh, there, Jay there, Smith. There is a Jason Smith pastor in Oklahoma City. I know City, Jason though. Smith. Yeah. And there's also a lot of people that uh, always assume that my name is short for something. Yeah. So is that short for something? Yeah. Like J. Period Smith. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's what we've got next J.R. on Smith. the uh, <laughs> the uh, Thunder. J. R. Smith. You are because J. R. your name Smith. is my J. Ralph. Initial is yeah. Yeah, he could R. be J. R. Ralph. Give me your Ralph expression uh, impression. Huh? Ralph. Ralph. Muppet. Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Ralph, the piano playing dog. See, there's another good example of Ralph. pronouncing names Ralph wrong. wrong. And he yeah. sounds like this. Oh, woof, woof, bark, bark. <laughs> very, very good. That's what he sounds like. 
So the Thunder fall to the Heat. They are 20 and 50. Ah, right 50. That's what they're saying right now. In the 12, 12 games left. I'm 50. <laughs> How are you guys feeling so far? You guys, I, I, it, to me, it feels like everybody's ready to be done. Very much so. Like not only the people watching the Thunder night in and night out, but it feels like the team's done. Everybody's ready to I'll, be done with this particular season. I'll tell you what. Even just tonight, watch. I came during the second half. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> really enjoyed it, huh? Thank you, Jay. Wow! Can't believe it. <laughs> Moment uh, of silence for <laughs> Taylor's comment. And it was like one of the best I've ever. <laughs> okay, so the Thunder currently sit fourth. They stay at fourth in the reverse standings. I'm going to try to to move through this. They are now one God, game. I love the Thunder. One game behind Detroit. <laughs> one, one and a half games behind Orlando. I love you, baby. They actually oh, hold their own destiny in their hands right now. Because they do play Detroit once in this final stretch, <laughs> and, and they hold they they play Orlando twice during this stretch. So if they can lose those games, they yeah, could be as high as two or possibly three in the reverse standings. Is still possible <laughs> within all of this. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Andrew's trying so hard so, right now. Luke. It's really. <laughs> but what was the point you were I don't to? expect it to happen. However, we do have the door open with Shay saying that Shay being questionable for two games. You might, going, he's, you might see some levers get pulled. He's playing through them. And then also last week, Mark, we asked Mark about <laughs> if they would ever. <laughs> If they would ever sit Shay oh, uh, through this final stretch, and he said that he thought it was possible, but they'd have to talk to Shay and his representation. <laughs> Shay his uh, representation about it to look- see if he would be willing to do it. Now that is going to be the biggest hurdle for the Thunder, in my opinion, is if because Shay really wants to play. And he's shown like even a level of of <laughs> excitement and joy through this horrible stretch for the Thunder. And you just have to wonder if he would ever <laughs> I had some excitement and joy. <laughs> if he'd ever be willing to sit to sit for, you know, a seven game stretch to end the season. Because I obviously that would be very very helpful to the Thunder because their their last stretch is actually quite easy and if they could get somebody i mean they really just need shay to sit through this last stretch because they have orlando on sunday monday's boston wednesday is orlando again then they play denver they have they go to portland and then atlanta detroit phoenix portland again utah the lakers and then they finish at the clippers they could really, if Shea would be willing to sit for this final stretch, it's not impossible that the Thunder get to a two or three in the reverse standing. No, I think that, that there's so much incentive. First off, who cares? For like, if you're trying, unless Shea is like adamantly not for this plan, and he. Well, I don't. I don't think that's true. I do think that he is okay with the plan. So that's what I'm saying. So at that point, then just sit him. I think that you say you don't even have to call it anything. We need to rest him because I mean, you can even call it the ankle at this point, right? Because maybe that's what they've been setting up toward. It's like he's been questionable for a while, so now they. I mean, they're going to lose to the Heat no matter what. But if there is a chance, yeah, that you can, and I know it's like one and a half percent difference. It's between yeah, right. four and three. But what it does, this is the huge reminder, is if you can get in the top three, it guarantees that you will go no lower than five. No, if you're number one, you're no lower than five. Oh, okay. If you're three, you can fall 
much further. Okay, that, I well, mean, the, that's mind. what Who that's cares? what it is. Is that the odds are the same one through three, but the higher you are, it it mitigates how far you can fall. Yeah, and they can't get to one. Houston's they're not going to get to one, but if you can get to three, yeah, then you're not going to fall to eight. Yeah, 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 I got you. I understand. So, okay. which is un- which is very unlikely, anyways. But you just you want to be in the top four in this draft because the way that the top four guys have looked, even through the NCAA tournament so far, which is just one game, you want to have one of those top four yeah. picks. You don't want to end up at five, where you're like, like okay, Shaden Sharp, who hasn't played a game who could end up being like the Ben McLemore of this draft. Right. You just don't know. Like, Shaden Sharp could be great. He could be the best player in this draft, or he could be a guy that's just not any good. You just don't know. You don't want to be the franchise put in that position. And to me, if you're at this point, you don't bring back the guys that are hurt. I know people are wanting to know, like, what's going on with Giddy? What's going on with Kenrich? We didn't really get an update. We got an update on Giddy today, and the update is you're not getting another update for a week. That's what the that's what the update was, which is fine. Like, that's, that's totally fine. Giddy, I want Giddy to be absolutely right once the offseason hits so that he can further develop his game, change his shot, whatever he needs to do, Go do it because it's not what's going to happen over the course of these next 12 games is completely insignificant. I have a question. So, like, you missed school as a little kid, you have to provide a doctor's note, right? Like, <laughs> prove that's where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, to get to where it's like an excuse to absence. Sure. When you say if you're in the NBA, do the teams have to provide, like, to the NBA, like, no, look, it's you hurt. Can sit, Here you is can, proof. No, you do not. You can rest, guys. That's, a, that's the thing about some of these things that makes me a little makes me feel a little weird is that you can just sit guys because of rest they could rest shay the rest of the season and make it dnp rest no one's gonna look into it no one cares everybody knows the thunder have broadcasted to the league to their fans to the media to everybody what they're doing it's not a mystery Mm -hmm. so i would say follow through with your plan and lose 11 out of 12 games or 12 out of 12 games moving forward and try to get the best odds I think in the, the lottery. The question That's what is, I would the say. The question is, what does it benefit them to win? It does Nothing. It, it doesn't. At this point, nothing. Because I, I'll tell you this, in the press conferences after the games, those guys are, they are broken. And not that like they're like sad about it. It's that they don't care that they lose anymore. Yeah. Uh-oh. Although it okay. felt like they did after that Spurs game. But I'm telling you, after the home games that I've been at, going in there, it's different than it was at the beginning of the season. Shea would be legitimately upset. Baisley, would be, Baisley wouldn't talk hardly at all. And now it's like, okay, like we understand where we're at. We play better. That one hurts a little bit more because you were, it was one shot away from winning a game. But at this point, you need to have the best odds possible to get one of these top guys because that's what's going to change your franchise. That's what – I mean, you could even message it. I mean, if I'm Sam, I'm going to talk to these guys and telling them, listen, you want to change the franchise? You want this to be better? We gotta have better players. Surely, surely that those conversations have been ongoing. I don't doubt regularly. that they have been yeah. ongoing, but, but it's I'm, not not with the players that they need that they're gonna kick out. Say we're gonna replace. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like we true. need better players. Than, I mean, they you. can message that to <laughs> Shea. They can message that yes. to even Baisley. I don't care. But at this point, like that, this team needs talent. A lot of people are like, "Oh, we need a fit. Like we need a center." Like no, they need more talent. Period. Like, that's the end. And if they can get, even if it's Jaden Ivey, and people are like, oh, how does Jaden Ivey fit? Who cares? Like, Jaden Ivey's going to be better than almost everybody on this team, minus like three guys. That's what's funny is like, fit with who? Yeah, you don't. Fit with Shay? When you have 20 wins and you're this far into the season, fit is not your problem. Right. And yeah. it's, and the Thunder know that. I mean, that's, that's what I, I, 
I'm not going to sit here and act like I know who the best guys are going to be in this draft or who the best person for this team is going to be. Like Sam knows that. Sam and his team know who these guys are. I mean, they knew it at the draft last year. I mean, we're sitting here. If, if we had Book Knight on our team right now, like we'd be in misery. <laughs> you know, if we let somebody else choose who was going to be on this team, it's like, oh, I don't know, like Book Knight seems like he can score. How much worse would you feel about the future of our franchise, <laughs> you know, if they had taken a guy like that? They took Josh. It was the right pick. You know, a lot of – I mean, some people would say maybe they should have taken Kaminga. Like, I don't know. Like, Kaminga's looked pretty good. I don't know how good he looks here without good players around him. But Josh was the right choice. And I trust that the front office will make the right choice. I just want them to be in a position – where they don't have to figure out who the right guy is at six. I want them to be in a position where they can pick the right guy out of these top four at the first, second, or third pick. Like That's where you really want to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you're completely right. And I think, like I said, going back to that, is the benefit of Shea playing 12 games is zero. He has proven who he is. Yes. And he's been he honestly he's been better than what Thunder fans have thought he was even. And I think Thunder fans have been kind of nuts about him, but he has proven that he is something very special. Yeah. And to me, if you do feel like you have something special in him and something potentially special in Josh, if you can get one or two more guys then you have a, a real team. Then you have an actual yeah. franchise that's ready to compete. Not that you have to go get free agents or you have to make all these trades. And if they can, I mean, that here's the thing, is if they can get one of these top guys and they feel like they picked the right guy, you still have all of your assets. Yeah. That's where the assets become this like surplus where you're like, oh, wow. Now we can use two Clippers picks and go get, our franchise small forward yeah. or go get whoever to fill in here or there. That's what those picks are going to be for. Or maybe the Clippers, something bad happens to the Clippers or maybe something bad happens to another team that you have their pick and it gets, it's a, it's a great pick. And then you get to add another lottery pick on top of that. I mean, that's what, that's the purpose of them and to use your own picks to get this team back on top. Now, I would say, like, Thunder, put your money where your mouth is on your own pick, where the talk has been about controlling your own pick. Like, control your own pick and sit your guys at the right spots. Because there's going to be games here where, like, Orlando twice. You got Portland twice. You have Detroit once. If you really care... And you really have a message that yeah. goes through the organization. Play then you games, don't any of those. play him in at least half of those games. And if you really care, you don't play him in all of them. And I feel like the Thunder are willing to do that because you've seen how many players are injured right now and have had <laughs> season-ending surgeries that may not have been... Um, Maybe in a season where they were trying to win a lot or trying to be really good, how many of these players would have had the season-ending surgery? I think Dort definitely does. I think Mike could have played through it because yeah. he played through this, the same injury he had all season. Um, I know that Ty Jerome had been really struggling and he couldn't have made it through the season. So maybe really the only one that had season-ending surgery is Mike, yeah. who could have played through it. But Dort. like Giddy would probably be playing right now. I don't know if that's true or not. Just because we don't, just because they don't, don't give you any information. I just don't. I just don't know. I. I mean, the information that's out there is the information we have. His hip is sore. So, old grandma. My so old grandma. the thing about <laughs> the thing about Giddy's hip, especially for this season, is I don't know. I don't have all the info on it. I do know that he's had that. It's been an ongoing problem for him, and. If I were to get to the end of the season and the Thunder were to say, hey, listen, Giddy has been playing through a hip injury, how mad would you be? 
I, I, as a Thunder fan who wants the Thunder to get the best odds, like they won a game without Shea in Madison Square Garden. You know, like they could win some of these games with Giddy in the lineup. And if you found out that Giddy had a hip injury that he was playing through and you get to April and you're like, great, Thunder season's over. You hit, you get the, the, their final press conference, and and Giddy says, "Yeah, I've been dealing with a hip injury," and they say, "Yeah, he's going to be out for six weeks as he's rehabbing." I would go nuts. I, I would be, yeah. I would, I wouldn't know what to do because, like, why would you even do that if he's hurt? Why would you even let him play through it? At this point, you don't let guys play through stuff. You let guys get healthy, especially a guy as important as Giddy is to the future of this team. He's incredibly important and not only his play on the court but his development in the offseason i mean that's where guys make the jump is that they put in the work in the offseason like let him put the work in the offseason let him become the guy he wants to become in the offseason he's not gonna these over these last 20 games or whatever he's gonna miss who cares they don't matter did the last 20 games of last season matter does anybody think about those games yes i mean no I mean, Tao Maladon was the guy that we thought was like, oh, great. He's getting great development. No, it wasn't real. Right. <laughs> you know, like how many things that are happening right now are not real? There's probably a lot. Like if you're sitting at home thinking maybe Olivia Sarr could be our backup, point, our backup center for the Thunder, like wrong, wrong. Sit the guys, get the best pick possible. It's like, yeah. is the move right now. Yep. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I think these last few games need to be Poku Ball. Give, give Poku the ball. Give Poku the ball. Let, him, let let Poku do his thing. Although he did lose, I mean, win the game. He did against the Clippers. But the, it was more the Clippers lost it than yeah, the Thunder won it. <clears throat> and ultimately, wouldn't have mattered anyway because we still got the... They still got the... Same odds. Yeah, same odds. And the luck still went against the Thunder. So, you don't know. The luck could still go against them even if they... I do a lot of tankathon and... A lot of times a thunder drop. You can land at six or seven. Oh. Not my favorite moment. It's not great. I'll tell you what, this season has really sucked to watch. That's all I got to say. About you that. were choosing dumb, man. I know. I was trying to choose dumb. I really tried to choose <laughs> dumb for a while. <laughs> I, That's your own Every fault. now and then it, it would come back right. and uh, I would choose dumb and it'd be exciting. But God, this, this seems even hard to choose dumb for. <laughs> They're not as this team is not as difficult to watch as last season was. It's really? not, it's no. not it's, I disagree. It's not You're even not close. Getting Charlie Brown it is not even close, Taylor. Maybe it's maybe my emotions. I think that you I think so that you much. didn't even watch last year is what I think. Because it was that bad. Did last I? last year, that stretch of the the end of the season where we had no shade. You know, you might be right no because Horford. I don't even actually remember last Dude, season. I it feel was, like I just haven't I was in the, the arena, the empty arena. For a lot of those games, that's right, and it was so bad. They were Jalen Horde was he? Horde yeah. was yeah. We talked to Horde after games. It was bad. It was real bad. It was really bad. This we get to actually watch Shea Gilders Alexander play games. Yeah, that's true. which is way better. Trey Mann is way more entertaining than anybody that played for the Thunder last season, and you still get the Poku experience within it all. It, this is. So Poku, much better. Poku was not, better last year. Poku was better last year. He wasn't, he, but he was he crazy. He really was not. No, he was good. better to watch last he year. He was not. He better. was way better, better to, to watch, watch last year. 
It's all about know. entertainment. Poku was entertaining last year. He was not. That is a figment of your own imagination. No, it is not. I remember because Hami was still on this team last year. And he I was not. He was traded by that point. No, I mean, Poku and Hami played together. Yeah, but in the decent part of the season, Hami was traded for the trade deadline. Last year, Poku was more entertaining to watch last year. This is a fun argument. This is definitely a Be fun careful. argument. There are moments where Poku has actually looked good. Yeah, he in looks this, like a normal rec- basketball In this player. recent stretch. Yeah, tonight where he was you fine. Where you can see a future for Poku. Last season... I know you can't. It was. It was. What it was future wild. with Poku? What when you say that? Like, what do you mean? I mean, I can see a rotation player. Okay, so Poku. like ten minutes a night on a good team. I mean, he's twenty right now. Yeah. So, so five minutes a night on a good team. <laughs> Stop. I, I'm serious no, I though. Think if he he's be... twenty right now, and this team sucks. What are you? Ex- what are you doing right expect... now? What are you doing I, right now? Tana? I'm asking you. I'm talking about Poku. What do you actually see as a possibility for Poku when this team is good? Here's what's going to happen. Okay. We're going to get Chet. They look so much alike. People are going to confuse which one's the better player. They're going to guard <laughs> Poku thinking it's Chet. Chet. Wide it. open. There you yeah. go. Rocks it. Yeah. No, Poku has gotten quite a bit better this season. I don't know what I expect from him. I don't really have a lot of expectations for Poku. But he is... He is from what he was even six weeks ago to what he is today, like he has gotten better. Here's the problem that I have with that. Counter-argument. Okay. You're saying, you said earlier, the things we're seeing right now at this portion of the season don't matter. Yeah, Like that's you true. just had that argument um, about Maladon. Why is this not Poku? We're thinking it could Poku, be. Poku. Oh, six weeks ago, but now he's so much different. Because like, and this all, time next year, it'll be like now, we thought Poku was better. He how many actual rotation players are not playing right now? Six so, of them. So Five I would them. I would say that there were moments in that Spurs game that made me think that it did ma- that some of the stuff he was doing did matter. Like at the end but, of that game, when they were they were calling for a switch to get Poku out there on Dejounte, and. But wouldn't you say Dejounte should absolutely cook him in the final moment of the game that really matters? Yeah, but the, but the, this time last year, weren't you saying? Would you think were there times where you said the same thing about Maladon? Where you said this the, is the a guy? The problem with I'm that seeing. is that they were never in any games. Okay. And in this moment, like he he looked like an NBA player, like a competitive game. He is competitive he is, game. He showed up. Okay. He looked he looked good. And the thing with him is that even with Teo, like Teo, the problem with comparing the two is like Teo's a normal-sized guy, and normal-sized guys have to do something very good. Right. And Poku, because he is the most abnormally-sized guy, and the way that he moves on the court is so abnormal that he could be just a normal player, and it could be spectacular because he is seven feet and can play on the wing. Did you think, okay... Last year to this year, when you thought about Poku's ceiling, mm-hmm. which one was higher? Because last year was so Poku was, crazy he and was, wild last year. He that was still such a mystery. He was still such a mystery that I feel like we talked about his ceiling as higher almost than this, than this season. Yeah, I think that, that the ceiling has come down significantly. And part of that was how bad he played at the beginning of the season, where it was – there was a portion of the season where – I thought maybe he's not an NBA player. Yeah, like most of the season. There was a large chunk of the season I didn't think he was an NBA player. And he came, and to his credit, he has worked hard, come back, and he's played better. Does it guarantee anything for him moving forward? Absolutely not. It is not. However, he has looked a lot better. And will he be on the, on the good Thunder team? in the next few years, it's possible that he's not because the Thunder have a lot of picks coming in. And they're going to pick – I mean, he was picked – you have to remember something about Poku is that he's picked 17th mm-hmm. in the draft. He wasn't picked 7th. Like, the odds of a seven, the guy pick 17th being, like, a star player on your team is, like, zilch. So if he's just a role player on your team, like, that's great. 
like honestly, like if he's if he's just a character on your team, and not like one of the main guys, like fine. But I I don't this this stretch. You're right in in some way that this won't determine if Poku becomes something in this league. There's just been some encouraging moments mm-hmm. that we've seen from him. That's like okay, he's starting because last season there were so many moments where you're like, does he even know where he is? Does he even understand that he's playing a basketball game right now? Yeah. It's so strange because it's like he went to the G League and then came back and he was better. Yeah. And it's like we went to All-Star break and he comes back and he's better. We just need to figure out that immediately. That's that's where you have to send him to the Summer League. Yeah. Let him play. Let, let him, him really stink it up in Summer League. Let him let him get it all out in Summer League. Yes. Then come and into then training come back camp. And be ready. Yeah. And Mark said a few weeks ago, I asked him about it, and he said that they're definitely more open to sending him to Summer League this year than they were last year. Last year it was, he's not, I mean, honestly, part of the strength stuff with him has been even just balance. Like, he's not, last season, they thought he's not even balanced enough to play the kind of basketball that we want him to play. I'm not joking. I know, but I just laugh because I'm like, the way we talk about him sometimes in his ceiling, and then, like, the, the what's a good word for this? The variance? Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, extre- the extremities we talk with about with Poku is so yeah. crazy. He can't even balance enough to be an NBA player. I mean, last, player. last year it was... He is somewhere between the very worst and the very best NBA player of all time. <laughs> He's like, right. You know? you and it's it, like, that guy, who is that guy? You make now, it's, uh, it's narrowed some where he's not going to be the worst ever because he's shooting above 40%. He's not even the worst shooter on this team this year. The way you talk about it, it's like, have you ever heard the way or seen like a newborn baby giraffe? Yeah. yeah, where they're just not really bad. That's what he was last year. Absolutely, Absolutely that's what he was last year. He was doing, and they're like, if this giraffe can't find balance, a lion's gonna it. eat it. Yeah, they have to yes. euthanize it. Yeah, a hunter has to kill it. Yeah, that's exactly what Poku was. A dentist hunter. That's why they didn't it. send him to summer league last he year. He could have been shot. He could by been. a dentist hunter. <laughs> That's he's, he's just out there on these wobbly legs. <laughs> that's, I'm. I wish that this was a joke. But no, it, you're right. It, it, I think it's pretty clear. That's what I'd send a text, and I said he's gone from this like, because you're right. The unknown is what made you think this guy could be whatever. Right. Because you saw sh- like because he's flashes. seven feet, or he can like, dribble, he can shoot, he have a crossover, yeah, and then yeah. a behind the back pass, and you're like, okay, that's kind of crazy. This year, he it was not as exciting, right? It was a more boring version, but it feels more like, hey, this could actually translate yeah. to a, like, minimally. So what this year did, let me, let me try to make this make sense. This year, in my mind, is his play since coming back from the G League raised his floor. Yes. And last year, his floor was like, this dude will not play in Europe or Back, they wouldn't even allow him back in his other league he was playing. Yeah, his floor now feels <laughs> at in the least, country. at least somewhat close to G League NBA, and yeah. that right there is why I'm like, okay, if we have a more realistic view of what he will be in the NBA, which is a lower ceiling, a higher floor, mm-hmm. then is he is he even a ninth guy on a 50 win team? It's still really difficult to know because he's still younger than a lot of the guys that are in this in this next draft class. <laughs> yeah, somebody just posted that. I'll look for this here in a minute. But it's like Ty Ty Washington, who's playing for Kentucky, that's a top 12 predicted mock draft guy. Like, Poku's younger than him. Yeah. This is just going to be hilarious when, like, three years from now, Poku is not He and Jaden Ivey are, like, the same age. Yeah, so Brian... At Brian J. Giraffe, Warner West retweeted this, but I don't know half Another guys. giraffe. EJ, Lytle, Ty Ty Washington, Keegan Murray that. is older than Keegan Poku. Murray's like a lot older than him. Ochai. Oh, gosh. Agbaje. Tari Eason's older than him. I mean, there's a lot of guys that Mar-John, are... John Bo- Bochamp. Yeah, Mo- Bochamp from the G League is, is older. Walker Kessler. Yeah. Christian Coloco. There's a lot of guys 
Mark Williams is older than him, who's at Duke, who's going to be in the middle of the first round. It's and it's why the Thunder took him was that because they knew they had a long runway with him, and they're willing to put the work in. Not everything I've heard about him is perfect or even good, but I just don't think it's. I don't think this is the time to give up on Poku. Is all is all I would say is like this is this time is not the time to give up or to cash in your Poku stock. And I would say diamond hands. Gotta we have them. to. We have to. <laughs> diamond hands. Hold diamond them. hands. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. I would say we have to stop caring about Poku so much. How who cares about Poku so much? We just talked about him for twenty minutes. Yeah, but that's not he's our. Fun. It's that's not our fault. What Ooh. else are we supposed to care about right now? Ex- that's what I'm saying. It's like we, and Twitter's still and and it's us. I mean, we loved Poku and we still talk about Poku. We talk about Poku a lot. What? Okay, but yes. What else? What else do you want to talk about about this team? Give us some thoughts. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this team. Well then, leave. Get let's don't, let's don't go leave. to uh, deep leave. dive. Let's go. <laughs> let's go to Groovies. Dave John's back toy bigger in a hurry. John's back toy bigger in a Hey, I'm Tayshawn. Then my video. You know who we don't talk about enough in the mm. NBA? Who? Russell Westbrook. Oh, no one ever. No, talks don't about do him. this. No, no, I'm not going to talk about him. I'm okay. going to talk about Pat Bev. Um, getting a steal in the game and then holding the the stinky yeah. nose, yeah. the poo, stinky the, nose, the poo poo, and he was talking mess. Yeah, yeah. he right? was. Yeah. So I have a question for y'all: Have you guys ever talked some straight shit to people, or in a in a uh, Luke maybe in a courtroom, <laughs> maybe in front of a judge? <laughs> have you ever seen the one that? Uh, tweets it's like me when i'm sowing this is awesome me when i'm reaping this is the worst this is oh, russell right, reaping right, right, yeah. this is russ reaping what he says it yeah. it is it's absolutely him getting that. the payback for being a jerk for years on the basketball court yeah oh, and i and it makes you cringe with the way that he's responding to it where he's calling it classless oh, and on. things like that where come it's just on. like come on bro he was blocking he was blocking like the half court shot for everyone to get like free tacos <laughs> exactly. Right. Guess what? People are not going. People are going. Rocky to was that. trying to get people free tacos in Denver. And he wouldn't even allow that to happen. And they are not going to like it. That's where it just makes you feel like this is the Iverson storyline playing itself out once again, because guys with this mentality just have such a hard time adjusting, and and the fact that he has gone to the desperate mode so fast just makes you think. How much longer can this sustain? One, I could see him being out of the league like in two years. Yeah. Uh, here's a question, too. Iverson has a lot of respect from players, right? He does. And players still consider him one of the greatest of all time. Yep. Do you see Russ getting the same respect? It's, it's, I think so, at yes. Po- at one point, he did have, re- I mean, he had respect. LeBron, uh, wa- I, he LeBron wanted to bring him in. And so, if you, him I don't in. know if you ever yes. got to see the thing where. So Duncan Robinson had a podcast moment where they were like, he basically was like, you can take that Russ Lander somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This was before this season. I think it was during, maybe in the off season this past year. Yeah, But it's, I think that guys that knew who he was, yes, they right. absolutely have respect for yeah. him. Yeah. I, um, I, Iverson was not respected at the end of his career. Same. Yeah. And it's just once whenever he, he retired, retired, it gained back. And like when he kissed yeah. the, the court in Philly, like, I feel like everything flipped for him. Then whenever he basically had admitted that things were that it was over, that the run is over, I think then things will flip and people will be like, oh, my yeah. goodness, do you realize what he did yeah. to the NBA? He made the triple-double seem like it was nothing. Right. That's whenever true. for decades people couldn't get there. And I remember the conversations being like, will anyone ever, ever average a triple-double ever again after mm-hmm. Oscar. And people are like, well, it's probably LeBron that's going to do it. LeBron never, never did it. And when Russ did it, Russ, for, Russ and a lot of the reason is the, the way that he acted toward the media, on the court, the way that he just gave it to everybody every night, 
made him easier to disrespect because he just put so much of it out there. And that's why things are so hard for him now mm. is that like everybody feels like they've been taking it for so many years. And the reason people couldn't give it back to him is because he was better than them. Yeah. And now he's not. Oh yeah. Like you have to think all those times that we like, you know, loved him because he was like, you know, rocking the baby and he was blocking, you know, the mascot shot and he was doing stuff that was like, that made other fan base be like hate him, but they had respect. Like, he, but he's so good. But he well, killed now, us, yeah. But now that he's bad and the cracks are showing, the, all those people are like, ha! Right. Now he can get back to you. And yeah. he, hurt, he hurts himself because he, he shows, I think, because he can't help but show that it, yeah. He hears it and it affects him. Yeah. And Pat Bev for years couldn't, couldn't do what he did the other night in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Because he was never better than Russ. And not that he's better than Russ today, but his team is better than Russ's team. Yeah. And they're playing better than him. And Russ, and the effort level, like Russ always out-efforted everybody. And he's not right now. You watch clips of him where he's just, like he's, it feels like he's given up. Mm. And Pat Bev, I think Pat Bev like smelled blood in the water. And he's like, let's, let's get him. Like yeah. this is my chance. Plus, he knows that an emotional Russ is going to, you know, try to try to, like, play hero ball and you know take the game. Yeah, to his exactly. When now that is what teams want him to do oh, because he can't it. do it the same way. They would love yeah. for him to do that. So it's just sad. But t- Taylor, to answer yeah, your question, for my question, I'm nothing but um, appropriate and nice in front of judges. Okay, have you ever talked crap to? Someone? Sometimes you gotta talk some crap to someone's face. Uh, yeah, you stink. Oh, you piece of... Dave John's back toy, bigger in victory. Dave John's back toy, bigger in victory. Football, basketball, all of them. What do you, what's the worst thing you said to someone? Oh, I, wouldn't, I don't remember. Mm. Oh, I, I threatened people a lot, like basketball. Like, like kidnap what? your mother? Mm. Did oh, you ever threaten to kidnap It was always mom? empty, but it was always like, suck that one more time. Like, elbow me one more time and see what I do. Is the, what do you think is, you would have done? I don't know. But dude, was the threat, was the implied threat death? No, I just, I just throw him out. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. I think, it, I think you wanted him to think, he's going to kill me. He's going to elbow him again. Yeah, I did want going them to, to think he's gonna, for sure. He's going to kill me. Hey, do you guys, do you guys follow um, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian no. stuff at all? No, not at all. Not one second of it. Yep. Well, this past week, um, some a comedian Kanye shared. got suspended for 24 hours from Instagram. I know. So apparently I am following. Well, you follow a little bit. But he, <laughs> he, sent, he sent a very... Kanye and Pete Davidson were having a conversation. Is this a deep dive? Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is mine. A very disrespect... And Pete says, very disrespectful. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I watch all of this and I think if I were the divorce attorney for Kim Kardashian, I would oh, love yeah. this. I yeah. could use all of this. But I saw it and, and Kanye was saying... Pete Davidson reached out to Kanye saying like, hey man, stop doing this. Start, stop blowing us up in the media. Like, we're treating it's not fair. And uh, at the end, he said like, effing grow up or something like that. I'm paraphrasing all that. And Kanye responded to him via text and said, oh, we're using profanity now. Where, <laughs> where are you? And Pete Davidson responded with a text that said, in bed with your wife. <laughs> and then sent him a photo of him laying down in bed. Peace signs up. Hilarious! I wow. can't. I love it. That's some good mess. So they're technically still married. No, they're actually not. Oh, because they. Um, that was the last thing that happened in court. Is that Kim filed something and the judge declared her legally single. California laws are different than Oklahoma laws, but explain. She's single. Yeah, go ahead. They're divorced, but their divorce is not done. But they are divorced and they are both single people. Excuse now. me. But that. But all the stuff isn't done. I don't know. I'm not a California lawyer, so I don't know. But that's what I hey, understand. Study it up on it. We'll see you next week. No, I don't want to do that. Would you guys ever get divorced? No. <laughs> well, we'll be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And we're back after that quick break, and it's time for some... Twitter questions! Our first Twitter question comes from at the Caden who wants to know what's the to go Friday beer at the moment. And that is Sam Adams. Cold snap is good. Our next Twitter question comes from at Chris Bruffett who has a idea for a custom thunder Jersey. Number two name on back him. Good idea. Great idea. Should the thunder hire him for merch ideas? Hired. Okay. Here's one. Zach Deeg at Zach Deeg. Who in Thunder history has the most aesthetically pleasing jump shot? Why is it Kevin Martin? Uh, what did you say? Why is it Kevin Martin? No, not no. Kevin Martin. Aesthetically pleasing. It looks like a uh, elephant trunk or something. Um, it's Kev- Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's is good. Uh, Alex Abrinas's is really good. That yeah, was Anthony Morrow's. I always liked it. Yeah. Anthony Morrow's was quick. It. Yeah, I don't know how nice. aesthetically pleasing it was, but it was. It was aesthetically beautiful. pleasing when he would when Brandis Anthony Morrow would the answer. catch it like above his head level and then yeah, just that was his right thing. There. Yeah, it was good. Morrow, Abrinas, those are probably the ones. There's not a ton, honestly. Mm. Nenad, no. Gosh, loved it. No. Nope. Derek Fisher, I couldn't stand watching. No, him. no, and, I was just kidding. And toe on the line every time. Some Randy Foy, Randy Foy, no. Karan. Karan Butler, right off uh, the backboard? Nope. Yeah, who on this team? I mean, it's Trey. Trey. On this team. is the Shays isn't aesthetically... It is not. Shays is getting better. It's a lot better than it was when he came to the team. Lindy Waters. Lindy's is good. That one's really a, good. He yep. hit one from the timeline. Yeah. Shay, a, a shooter like Shay is interesting because I do trust it when it goes. Uh-huh. It's like Luca though. Like Luca's shot is not aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like the jump shot that you watch film on if you're trying to, you know, get form down. But you trust it because it goes in a lot. Shay kind of has that same thing. Yeah. Hey guys, our next Twitter question comes from at Kit Dinams, who says, after watching these games of Giddy with no SGA and now SGA with no giddy. Express your thoughts about their fit long term. They can they're both really freaking good so they can make it work. Yeah, I mean Shea doesn't have to have the ball to be effective and he's shown that he's a good shooter when he's coming off the ball so I mean they're both good players. I don't know why Thunder Twitter and Thunder fans would want to have to choose between the two when you can have both. When I think Josh developing more consistency with his shot, yeah, will, will be a huge step. But it would be the step for him, and I'm just not. I'm honestly not counting on it right to happen. It's just that right now it's Shea or it's nothing. You know, like that's where they are as a team. And when they had Josh, he was like a legit option. Like not only can he get – he's not always shooting the ball well, but he can find ways to score. But he passes guys open. Like he makes guys better. And there's no reason to have to choose between <laughs> the two, especially at this point. There may There may come a point where you have to choose between the two in the next few years like that's not impossible 
but today you you want to have good players like the, i think the one thing you can see that and we had the poku debate earlier like there's not a lot of good players on this team right now and you need as many good players as possible and that's where you have he and dort and like i just don't care who they choose in this next draft as long as they choose the most talented guy next twitter question we land at 3 what is the most you would trade to get up to one or two based on intel to take Chet or Jabari? Yeah, I mean, if the, if the goal is to get one of those two, I mean, I would include Lou in a trade. I mean, I would certainly include any of the picks that you have in, in the draft if they want the Clippers pick. And then if you want a future Houston pick, which will probably be your most valuable I would probably trade their current number three and a future Houston to get up there. I don't know that I would give up a whole lot more because I don't – I mean, there's still a chance that Paolo could be the best guy in this draft. There's a chance that Jaden Ivey could be the best guy in this draft. Like, I'm not giving up probably more than one future Houston pick to get up there to take one of those guys because I'm not – it's not like this is LeBron. It's not like this is Anthony Davis even that they're trying to get to. Uh, it's, I've talked to a lot of guys that cover the draft for their job, and I've gotten three different answers from three different guys that do it for their job on who they think is the best. So why would, to me, it's like, why would you give up more than like one future valuable first for that? Well, and if you get to three, you're just, you're celebrating. You're ha- fine. You're happy. Like the like. Let You'll the take thund- who's there. Let the th- let the Thunder choose between Paolo and Jaden Ivey and take the guy that they think is best and just be happy with whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would be if I'm at three. And if and if they would take the Thunder's third pick and a future Houston pick for the number one pick, and the Thunder think that that's a good enough deal, then great. But if it's not good enough for Houston to get one of their picks back. And to me, if I'm Houston and Houston, like if Houston's picking first and you offer them the protections, like you basically get your pick back because you're not, the Rockets aren't going to be good anytime soon. And you offer them their pick back in a more flattened lottery odds. That might be worth it for them because if they fall to four, in the draft where the Thunder have their pick, they're screwed. They're absolutely screwed. And that's where having those picks can come in handy, where it's like, hey, listen, we know that you you want this number one pick, but even if you add Chet to your team, you're going to be horrible for maybe another three years. And in those years, you could lose your pick to us. We'll give it back to you. And you can make your rebuild a little bit longer because it's going to be longer anyways. And you can let us have this pick and you can take Jaden Ivey or you can take Paolo instead. Like that's where having their picks could actually be pretty valuable in, with regards to negotiation. So I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how that how that all goes. But I'm kind of with you, Taylor. I would just – I would almost rather just take who's there. Just – just stick it, man. You don't know which one's going to be the best. No so why trade anything? No, And we don't know who the Thunder have at the top of the draft board. It might not be Chet. It could be. They could They could be looking at Jaden Ivey and say, like, that's the best guy. Mm-hmm. And we don't care if we have all guards right now. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to take him anyways. Since Poku and Bays have been, this is from at Kyle Matos. Since Poku? Since Poku and Bays have been playing really well in this recent stretch, what would they need to do to move up in your man dude guy ranking be good on a good team yeah be good on a better team there's just not a lot you can do today unless poku averaged 35 a game (laughs) the rest of the season then it would be like okay let's move him up but he's not going to do that there's just not a whole lot he can do at this point it's it's like show that you can compete right show that you can compete on a different level and yeah, and I think the other thing is, is 
we won't see this obviously till next year, but like Poku can't come out of the gate so poorly. Exactly, he you can't need consistency on he, at some level yes. for both of them. That's Basley as well. Basley yes. has been more consistent in the last 30, 40 games, but that was the thing we really were looking for from him yeah. to start the season, and he just he kind of let us down to start. And yes, so much so where he got banned from being mentioned on the pod, but he yeah. has done better in the last thirty or so games. But consistency for a whole season. I'm not saying that they have to every night score X and but like you can't dip in the low thirties, twenties with your field goal percentage yeah. for a stretch of time more than mm-hmm. you know. And at least Basley has shown that he can be good on a good team. Yeah. With that Chris Paul team. Sure. Which is probably the best version of Basley we've seen so far, correct? Offensively. Yeah, yeah I mean the thing about it is that it was very simplified then, and that's what he needs. He needs a very simplified role. Right, but at least we've seen that. Yeah, he can do that. Poku needs to not have to need the January blue stint again. Yep. Yeah. Like if he can, if he can honestly, the what I would need to see from Poku is to not have to go to the blue next year. Yep. Because I don't think Trey needed to go to the blue this year. It was just a part of his plan. Like and he's he's good enough to not have to go to the blue. Poku was not. I saw this TikTok this week, and it was about some high school kid that the girl said no to him to go to the like school dance, whatever, because she said he was too scrawny and small. Yeah. Oh, so in the next get nine, over it, kid. In the next nine months, he put on sixty pounds of muscle. Oh, wow. And it showed him now, beefcake. We gotta, we gotta get Poku's That's girlfriend. That's so inspiring. We gotta get Do you Poku's watch videos like that before you go into the the gym? <laughs> yeah. No, the courtroom. The courtroom. Yeah. We get yeah. me pumped up. And I'm like, yeah. Lightweight, and then I lift weights and I go in the courtroom. You're like, uh, dang, Luke, how'd you get so confident? We need um, Poku's <laughs> girlfriend to break up with him, saying she's scrawny. Yo, this is a message for Poku's girlfriend. Break, break up, up. Let and then know. she can get back together with him. Great story. It's a love story. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a divorce client get back mm-hmm. with the person? Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. after your divorce? No. Well, yes, yes, I have. So do you consider that a failure? Are you the one to link them back up? No, it's not me. That's not my job. All right. Hmm. It's too bad. All right. What your job is right now is to get us to the next Twitter question. (laughs) Oh, we're not done? (laughs) Instead of That was was it. (laughs) That was it, man. Here's the next one. Uh, Okay. What's your... Hold on. Let me find it. It comes from... (laughs) Comes from Showtime is back. Wants to know what are the Down to Dunk Crew's thoughts on the Batman? Have you seen it? Nope. Who has seen it? Jay. You're a movie guy. Are you the only one that's seen it, Elman? Have you seen it? I'm seeing it Sunday. That's good. Okay. I I am going to see it Sunday. You're never going to guess which character is actually Clayface. Who? Clayface. The one that can morph into other people. I heard Robins in this one. Yeah. Two of them. Two Robins? Batman. Superman. I'm just kidding. Okay. You guys are idiots. That's a good movie. Hey guys, let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Paul R. Valentine. What's the most insane late night snack you've ever eaten? Oh, I like this. Oh, this insane. is a good one. Insane. Ooh, I made a full. I made a whole lasagna one time. Really? Oh, really? It was one that. Wait, I mean, I didn't make it? it from scratch, but I like. It was probably twelve thirty. Yeah. And I wanted lasagna, and and it was a frozen one, and this was going to take an hour to cook. And I heated up the oven and cooked wow. the whole lasagna for an hour. Did you ate have, it at 2 a.m.? Did you have a wife at this point? Huh. <laughs> yeah, I did. Really? Wow. I mean, she was asleep. Did she wake up and have some lasagna? <laughs> did you come in the bedroom? <laughs> I, made <you laughs> some, I made you some lasagna. I woke her up with lasagna in her mouth. <laughs> Baby, I made you some lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> we used to eat a lot of lasagna. So when I was... Young enough to go out and eat at 12, it was always there was only like two spots you could do it. Yeah, Bennigan's and Beverly's and IHOP. Oh, Beverly's by where we live, probably Beverly's too. But yeah, Beverly's kind of dirty, so we'd always go to those places. Denny's, a lot of Denny's. Yeah, those are wild, but what's an unexpected? It would be like, so it'd be like if you ate sushi or something at 2 a.m., that'd be crazy. Sushi after sushi, sushi keeps sushi keeps pretty well if you take it home. It's not a bad late night. Snack. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jalapeno stuffed olives. Those are good late night. <laughs> Ew. They're very good. 
Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the the meme? It's like it's Yoda, and it's like no. Nope. 2.15 a.m. At the, at, at, the, at the open refrigerator door eating olives. And then it says later, 3.45 a.m. going back for more olive. It's him going back to the... It's funny. It's good. It's funny. Thanks for explaining memes on a podcast. <laughs> Dude, memes. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Memes are taking over. Wow. The lady that works in my building sending me some Friday memes, and they are funny. Wow. Uh, my wife. My wife. We are uh, not eating sugar right now, which just means that I try to find as many loopholes as possible to yep. eat things that taste like sugar. Mm-hmm. One of those things is I'm making my own granola. Oh, and really? I made my own granola late night the other night. And uh, it was delicious. It was delightful. How is there not sugar in it? Sugar free. Sugar free. You put fruit in it? Uh, natural sugars later, yeah. Natural sugars, those are good sugars for you. Yeah, you can have nat- natty sugars. Yeah, I mean, why not? So, you can't even have kisses. Give me, give me some you sugar. Can't have you can't even have sugar. <laughs> you can't even get a little bit of sugar. Come here. I, was gonna, I was gonna say, look, give me a little bit of sugar. Yeah, sugar. you can't even have those. Uh, this is just it's, it's all about the loopholes right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the loopholes right now. You can't have anything sweet. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe on our YouTube channel and leave us a five-star Apple podcast review. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.